what does being uncoachable look like? If you're a Star Wars fan, it looks like Luke Skywalker in The Empire Strikes Back when he doesn't want to listen to Yoda. And that's for all of our geeky right? Star Wars You're not going to listen fans. to Yoda. Right? I can't expect you to listen to me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go, and then all of the music comes in and... Because, like, they're not getting the music on. Oh, that's true. That's right. So, something like that. You know it better than I do, and I wrote it. It gets stuck in my head a lot. Okay, good. Every time the bell goes off in class, I'm singing this song. All right, friends, welcome to Beauty and the Gee, the podcast about jujitsu and so much more. I mean, sometimes even Star Wars. Yeah. I'm Jen Eads. I'm a blue belt full of curiosity and questions, and hopefully I'm coachable. Yes, I think that you are. Okay, definitely. that's good. I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jujitsu black belt obsessed with jujitsu. Okay, today we are talking about being coachable and all of the things like what does that look like how do you know if if you're not like how do you recognize that so many things uh because it it impacts your jujitsu a lot absolutely and i think like one way to progress quickly is to be coachable what does that look like to you um it can it's a lot of different things but it is listening to your coach above all Mm -hmm. i'm not saying above all like your coach is some kind of God or something. I just mean like in order to be coachable, you have to listen to your coach's advice and opinions on your jujitsu. Makes sense. Not necessarily on your life. (laughs) That's, you know, different, Uh Um, but definitely on your jujitsu. And that can happen both in class and in tournaments. Like Mm -hmm. those are different um, thought processes basically, but yeah, listen to your coach. Okay. Tell me, elaborate on that. What does you, that? Can we talk more about Luke Skywalker first? Oh, can you, yeah. Like, tell me, tell me, like, I've seen all the Star Wars movies once. Not all of them. That's not true. Not all the newer ones, but all the older ones. I've seen them at least once, but I couldn't tell you exactly what you're talking about. So, so in The Empire Strikes Back, okay, it's when Luke goes to find Yoda mm-hmm. and, he, and la- he lands in the swamp. Yep. Okay. I've, I have memories of this a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Yoda comes up. But he doesn't tell him that he's Yoda. Okay. And then Luke Skywalker is like being a little judgy. Not, you know, I mean, granted, he doesn't know it's Yoda at this point. But even after he realizes that it's the great Jedi master, he's still like, eh. what do you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like Luke, granted, in spite of himself, Luke kind of managed to be the hero. Um he didn't kind of manage i mean he was let's let's just give (laughs) him that but i always thought that he was a very whiny kind of a baby throughout at least the original trilogy okay yeah because it's like yoda would tell him what to do and then he'd be like 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 an annoyed teenage girl right is basically luke skywalker's attitude yeah and then he'd go out and do whatever the hell he wanted to do and not listen to and not listen i mean he's Things still turned out okay, but I feel like maybe things would have been a little easier for him had he actually listened to his coach. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. All right. That's my thoughts. Yeah. Just my judgy thoughts just, on Luke Skywalker. Here's the thing. I love it as an example because for some people that's going to resonate. They're going to be like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't listen to my coach. Now, the fact that things still turned out well, you know, like that yeah. might, that might be harder right. for the people, but, <laughs> um, but you know, like a great example would be sometimes I'll tell people to do stuff. And I'll be like, Hey, you need to put your foot here or make sure you're, you know, really sucking that arm in tight, whatever it is. And they always reply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, <laughs> how's that make you feel? I'm always like, if you know, could you please do it? <laughs> I don't feel like it's, I don't feel like it's probably that nice inside you. And, you know, in the beginning, when I first hear it the first couple of times, I'm like, okay, I, I understand that you know in your head, but I just need you to do it with your body too. Yeah. Oh, there's a big disconnect there sometimes. Right. And yeah. so like, you know, like, okay, I, 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 if you know, can you know, like, let's try to make that happen. But after, sometime when I'm still mm. getting that, then it's like, you don't know. You obviously don't know because you're not doing it. <laughs> so, um, and sometimes it's just like that knee jerk reaction, you mm -hmm. know, like that knee jerk. Yeah. Okay. You know, like not like a thank you or like, okay, I'm going to work on that or something. It's just that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I can tell. I could just feel it all the you way feel over the here. Tension, I like, feel it. You don't know. If you do it, right? Like it's. <laughs> yeah. Or I get, well, that's the way I would, that's the way I would really do it. But I'm just, you know, doing this now. Now, if you're injured and you're marking the steps or, you know, like something like that, like that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But it's like, actually, you don't do that. And you're, you're making bad habits because you're practicing it this wrong way over and over and over. And so your muscle memory attached is the wrong thing to do. Oh. So, you know, go ahead and do it the right way, even if you have to slow down. Cause that's a big thing too. Like people yeah. try to go really fast. And so they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I were doing it slow, I'd do it right. Well then let's make it slow. This is just drilling. It doesn't have yeah. to be fast. Let's slow it down and get it right. Because it's gonna be sloppy when we roll. So let's, let's clean it up now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it is definitely a, a kind of pet peeve <laughs> of that knee jerk reaction of like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Can you do it then, please? <laughs> Just going to make some notes. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had you say that to me. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah, definitely. I, de I cannot think of a single time where I was like, do you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, even with this podcast, do you really know what you're doing? Yes, you do. Okay. And, you know, sometimes, like, I don't mind being questioned as mm -hmm. a coach. Like, absolutely. Questions in general are one of my favorite parts of coaching. Like, mm -hmm. it makes my brain work. Yeah. So, you know, I'll show a move and somebody will go, well, why would I do that? Or, you know, maybe they would say, what happens if this happens? Or can I do it this way? You know, like, and we kind of teach by the Socratic method, like, okay, you want to try that? Or, you know, like, let's see, let's see what happens if that happens. And it's like, oh no, don't do that. Or yeah. like, actually that works great. You can try it that way if you want, you know? So I'm fine with questioning it that way. Now I'm going to call out Abby, but just as a joke, because she knows. <laughs> um, but one day we're doing triangles and I think it's kids class. Um, and she's like locking up the triangle backwards with one of the kids. And I was like, you're backwards. And she turns to me and said, are you sure? 
I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I am. And so now it's like a running joke where, you know, like Abby, who's a blue belt, brand new, fresh blue belt, basically, um, is asking her black belt coach, are you sure? Like, do you know jujitsu? Do you know how to do a triangle? I don't know. That just just makes my heart happy because I can see it happening. Exactly. And she knew immediately. She said it. She was like, I mean, I mean, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> so, yeah, we laugh about that a lot. But it's basically you can ask questions okay. and you can question me from the standpoint of like, I saw it this way or I was originally taught this way. Why do you do it differently? Yeah. I'm happy to answer that way. Um, just so long as it doesn't seem condescending. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about like being coachable? What does it mean to you? It means paying attention. Mm -hmm. It means trying to actually implement what we've worked on. Even as frustrating as that gets sometimes today, it was very frustrating for me because yeah. I, I tried the judo. <laughs> I'm so bad at judo, but I tried it mm -hmm. and it was awful. I mean, it was awful, <laughs> awful, awful. Yeah, I was like, come this Wait, way. Oh, yep, there we go. Awful. <laughs> I'm just going to make sure we get all three camera angles of how awful it was. Um, yeah. But then you told me after, like we talked about it. Mm -hmm and what we could fix so, yeah what we yeah. could fix um so yeah that's i as frustrating and as hard as it is sometimes i think you've actually got to try to do the things yep. or you can't fix them i think it's also and i've i've also been guilty of this it's like podcast confessions <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i'll not even necessarily you hang on <laughs> So I think sometimes, whether it's been at camp or wherever, we might be learning a move and I'm like, I'm never in five million years going to do that. Either because I have it in my head that I can't do it, mm -hmm. which a lot of times, yeah. you know, you can act like a little baby Luke Skywalker and not <laughs> even try it. Um, or like, ooh, that like, that just doesn't feel good for my body. Like I can't really move that way. But I think still being willing to try it. Yeah. Because I remember in Costa Rica, I got really frustrated one day when we were doing like the pendulum swing around. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. yeah, for the Kimura. Mm -hmm. I hated that so much. <laughs> I was so mad. But like, you still have to do it. You still have to try. Yeah. I think. And I think that's part of being coachable. That if you're like, even though I'm not going to do this in a million years, I still need to try. And somebody might do it on me. Right. So, so I need to know what it. is happening. Yeah. And just trying to stay in it and present, even when you're like, I'm never going to do this. You know, what's funny, though, too, is what you'll find is that at some point your jujitsu things come back around. Right. Yeah. So, you know, maybe as a purple belt, that'll be your game. Like, mm -hmm. maybe not. Maybe that's yeah. the drastic amount. But like. You're going to do something and you're going to be like, you know what? I used to hate that move. I never wanted to do that. Yeah. And now I love it. Like, mm -hmm. it's so fun to do. Yeah. Which that pendulum from Kimura is 
so fun to do. Um, I'm just going to take your word on that. Yes, it really is. It's For very now. fun to do. Okay. <laughs> but you know, like things come back around, but yeah. you're right. Like you at least try them. Um, so long as your body can, you know, and if it can't, like if it's something where it's like, this is hurting. Yeah. Maybe you're doing something incorrectly, mm-hmm. like not to be, you know, I'm not yeah. trying to be rude, but like yeah. maybe it's something incorrect yeah. or maybe we can adjust it so that yeah. it works better for your body. Judo is a great example of that. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, Coach Jordan was saying, like, if this is hurting your shoulder, you're not doing this part right. If this is hurting your wrist, you're not doing this part right. Like, and so it was like, this shouldn't hurt. <laughs> this, this isn't something that should hurt yourself. So if something's hurting, it's wrong. Let's yeah. fix it. Um, and then the next week, one of the guys was like, man, I really hurt my elbow during that judo thing and as he mined it i was like that's because you're doing this like <laughs> uh-huh. jordan said it shouldn't hurt right like yeah. um so sometimes if it's if it's hurting your body asking that question like this hurts when i do this am i doing something wrong or can we change it to fit my body better yeah yeah <laughs> um that's another part about being coachable like coming up to your instructor and asking them you know, what do you want to see me work on? Mm-hmm. What, what am I struggling with? What, you know, like, what do you see is a fantastic question. And sometimes I can't answer that right away because mm-hmm. I haven't been looking specifically at you for your faults. So sometimes I'm like, let me think about it. Let me watch you for a couple of classes and then I'll get back with you. Yeah. That's all great. What's not great is when that same person comes back to me six weeks, two months later and says the same thing. Hey, what do you think I need to work on? And then I'm like, well, remember two months ago when I said you should work on this? Uh-huh. Have you been working on that? And they're like, oh, no, that's right. I remember you told me that. <laughs> so, you know, because I did take that time, mm-hmm. right? Your yeah. coach is taking that time, at least I hope, um, for them to think about like what you need to work on. And then if you're not working on it, why ask my opinion? Right. Right. Like, yeah, if, if you're not going to do the thing, don't make me spend the brain power to think about what you should be working on. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So I think just taking notes and actually trying to implement the things that your coach answers too. So that's a big one. That makes sense. And like being coachable in a tournament. Oh, yeah. Can look very different because in a tournament, oftentimes, you want to do everything your coach tells you, even if it feels wrong. Mm-hmm. So like, if they're like, you know, take your right hand off of that and put it here, or, you know, like, you know, like I can't do that. If I take my right hand off, this is going to happen or, you know, like whatever. Yeah. Um, especially as like a lower rank, the coach has been in that position far more than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they can see things that you can't, they're outside of it. They can right. see things. So like listening and doing it, um, we had a student once that he'd been training two or three months and we took him down to a tournament and he had seven matches and he won all of them. And it was a hundred percent because everything the coach said to do, he did in mm-hmm. the match, everything. He listened better than I've ever seen. I mean, this match was in like probably 2003 or something and i'm still talking about it yeah. like that's how good he did wow and like everybody at the tournament was complaining that we were like sandbagging him and that he should be a blue belt and it's like literally this kid's been with us three months he just listens so being coachable in a tournament can really 
be the difference between winning and losing. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, even if you don't think and listening is a skill, right? Like, especially in a tournament. Mm. Oh, yeah. Being able to like pick out your coach's voice. And sometimes that requires like a certain word, you know, like I can be yelling at you, yelling at you, yelling at you. And I'm just like, Jen, if you can hear me, give me a little nod. And then sometimes that's just the little thing you need to be like, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. All right. I'm listening now. You know, Uh before it was just chaos and everybody screaming and you're like, nope, I've honed in on your voice. I'm ready to go. That makes sense. Yeah. Because there's so much. So much. Yeah. It's so loud. It's hard to pick out your coach's voice and Um, make sure that you're listening and doing what they say. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. I've had people coaching at tournaments where like, I'm trying to listen to one person and somebody else is yelling random crazy stuff at me. And I'm like, who is this? And why are they telling me like, it's uh, pans a few years ago that I won in 2020. And somebody kept yelling for me to like pass the guard. I was in top half. I know that's where I like to be. Yeah. So I knew it wasn't Risser. I mean, obviously I know her yeah. voice, but also like I knew it wasn't her telling me to pass the guard. She knows I like being there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, being able to pick out your coach's voice amongst the sea of people yelling at you. Yes. Yeah. That important. comes in handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do the uncoachable people recognize that they're the uncoachable people? I'm going to say probably not, at least not in my experience. People aren't, in general, people aren't trying to be arrogant, you know, with the, yeah, 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 I know. You know, Mm -hmm. like, they're not trying to be know-it-alls. I think in general, people don't recognize that they're doing that. Yeah. Um, And there have been many times where I'm like, do you know that when I tell you to do something, you reply with this? And they'll be like, oh, no, I didn't. I didn't recognize that. And it's like, okay, I just want you to know every time I tell you to do something, you say, I know, but I don't think you do. So like, let's work on that. (laughs) And write it down and don't come back to me in two months and ask me what you should work on. Yeah. If you come back to me in two months and say, Hey, I've been working on that thing you taught me Mm -hmm. uh, or you told me to work on. Yeah. Um, that's great. Then you can address like, I've been trying this, but this isn't working. Can you help me with what reason? Or like, what can I work on next? Or something like that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. On the flip side, like I can tell you a time, um, I was a blue belt and I said, you know, like, what do I need to work on to like progress towards my purple belt? And my coach said this one move, he actually said lasso. Now this is, you know, real early days still. And I haven't ever learned lasso. Mm-hmm. So like I kept asking my coach, can you teach me some lasso stuff? So probably like six months of me asking this, he finally is like, why on earth do you want to learn lasso so bad? Seriously? Like, I was like, well, you told me I had to learn lasso to get my purple belt. <laughs> and you're my coach, so I didn't know who else to ask. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... From the coach's standpoint, like if you're going to tell your student they need to work on something, you need to also be able to tell them how to work on that. Yeah. So a good example would be we have a student who is probably one of the most intelligent white belts we've ever had. Mm -hmm. He just gets jujitsu. It's so irritating. It's so it it really is. It's not amazing and irritating all at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. But what we've recognized is to an extent, it's been a detriment to his jiu-jitsu because he hasn't really gotten his butt beat a lot. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, he's big, he's strong, and he's good at being offensive. Yeah. Which means when he gets put in a defensive place, which doesn't happen yeah. enough, you know, yeah. like, but he struggles more. So when he asked me what he needed to work on, I was like, that's exactly what you have to work on. Mm-hmm. Now, if I didn't give him a way to do that, it's hard to know, yeah. right? Like, yeah. so as the coach, I have to be like, you know, start rounds under mount, start rounds under side control, or the moment you work out and get to a good position, let them get back to a good position. Like mm-hmm. your weak spots are defense. And so you have to let people put you in submissions and work out of them. Let put people put you in bad positions, and work out of them. It's my responsibility as the coach. If I'm going to tell you what you need to work on to be able to tell you how to work on that too. That's fair. Yep. Okay. I think that's all I got. All right. No, nothing else about being coachable. No more. No Not more that I can think of, although we'd love your thoughts. Like yes. if you can give us um, ideas of how to be more coachable, I will absolutely use those with my own students. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. So we will ask that question. If you are listening in Spotify, you'll see the question there with this episode. You can answer it. And if you are listening or watching some of this in YouTube, on YouTube, on, yeah, on, uh, we'll say on YouTube, <laughs> Whatever. uh, leave a, leave a comment and let us know. So is there any place that people can see you out in the wild? Absolutely. Um, I will be at Rachel's intensives, uh, definitely in September and October. Um, we're trying to work out November as well. Nice. So I'll be at all of those helping out. And then of course, Costa Rica in February. Okay. So wait, go back to Rachel's intensive. Like mm-hmm. what, if somebody's new to the podcast, and yeah. they don't know what that is. Yeah. So, you know, Rachel Casillas, we're obsessed with her. Yes. Uh, she's, she is my coach too. She's who gave me my black belt. Um, she's taught at all 10 of our role model camps. We're obsessed. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, she's doing these small group intensives with 10 women. Um, and she's like helping with their game plans and their training schedule and all of that. So it's only 10 women. And then Rissa and I are both going. Um, so I guess we make 12, but, uh, we're going down there to kind of, you know, be able to help as well. And, um, you know, Rachel is tiny, so she'll have us to roll with the bigger girls too. Nice. So, um, that'll be good. But yeah, so we'll be helping Rachel with those the next few months. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, friends. And if you are new to the podcast, we have a starter pack for you. Um, the link to that is in the show notes and we would love to hear from you. So follow us on Instagram at beauty and the Gee podcast. You can message us there. Let us know what questions you have, or if there's something that you really liked about the episode, or if there's topics that you want to hear us do a podcast episode about, um, you guys really give us the best content. So we'd love to hear from you. I'm also hanging out on Instagram and TikTok at Brassy Broad Jen. I'm AJ Klingerman everywhere you go. And it would be really helpful for us too if you shared episodes. So if an episode like hits you and you want to share it, or if you think it'd be good for someone else, maybe to share it with somebody that you often hear saying, yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drop a light hint. Checking this podcast by Beauty and the Key. Yeah. All right, friends. Thanks for tuning in. And we will see you on the mat. Bum, bum, bum. Nice. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, and uh, Beauty in the Gi is a production of the Brassy Broadcasting Company. And brought to you by Role Model Grappling.